I have someone else's sweat in my eye. A lot of other people sweat in your eye. <laughs> I have someone's spit in my mouth. Oh. I have someone's fucking sweat down the side of my face. I just got a fucking shoe in the ear. Yeah. I just, and I remember just thinking, uh, this is the point where I'm a little too old for this shit. You had enough. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to It's Oh, I'm gonna bring my microphone over a little more, get that. That butter. sounds better, yes. Right kind of in front of the Les Paul. It's gotta oh, just be that's right a problem. In front. Just a little block out the Les Paul. Okay. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode one fifty eight. Myself, Ron Parlo, and my producer and co host, Scott McNally. Remember, like, share, subscribe comment and I, I think there's something else i don't know that other guy uh, usually does that part fuck ring the well, bell that's ring it ring the bell ring the bell okay so we don't know where dusty is um i was talking to him on the phone and then he started like making all these noises and then the phone went dead yeah but i'm sure he's fine He's always he always comes back. He'll so be fine. He'll be good. He'll be fine. He I don't know. I don't know where he is, but I mean, like, I'm not gonna ask any questions or look for him or worry because I know he always comes back. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like a cat or you know, like a dog that gets out sometimes. You know, yeah, you know? you know, you see the odd story, like the odd story of like a guy who lost his dog in like three years later. Yeah, yeah. Someone someone calls him and goes, "I think there's a dog that looks like your old dog at this pound," and it's just yeah. random. And he goes, "It's like down in another state, you know." Yeah, it's like two states over. <laughs> like it's like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dusty'll show up somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. Like you know. Be in Vegas. We'll be in Vegas shooting in two weeks, and he'll just like wander in. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's fine. Yes. But we have plenty to talk about because you have a lot of YouTube questions. There's like 25. I just counted them. Literally like 25 questions from YouTube, which you guys are killing it because everybody who posts a question or just a comment in general. Uh, it all helps to boost the show up so other people can find it. So thank yeah, you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we give the YouTube comments a little preferential treatment. Yes. You know, I did a great story box. Well, cool. My story, my story box wasn't great. I mean, I did, a, <laughs> I did a, I did a, yeah, I do story boxes better than anyone. Um, I, I did a, a question box on my story and it got a bunch of great responses. And, okay. You know, I have uh, I have something I wanted to bring up. Sometimes I put a question box up, yeah, and I get a whole bunch of questions, and they're like kind of boring. Okay. And then sometimes I put a question box up, and they're like really great questions. Yeah. And I realize that how I word, huh, it like really affects it. And you know, if I put like, "Come on, guys, let's get some good ones." Yeah. Anything goes. Uh -huh. I get way better questions than if I just go, hey, question time for the podcast. It's yeah. funny how that, and it could be from the same people. Yeah, yeah. You're prompting them is what you, you're prompting so, them. So I guess technically creative. it was a really good story box that you did. There then. you go. See, I didn't even have to say it myself. <laughs> I'm cracking the code, Scott. That's it. Like You guys are learning all sorts of stuff here, like how to Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it, it, and it just comes back to like, 
people need to be told what to do. That's just the psychology of the consumer. And yeah. we all play we all play the consumer role, right? Like in this situation, I'm not the consumer. Right. But there's a, a, a bunch of other situations where I am a consumer. You know like what I mean? Anytime like, I, you like go onto like a, a, a BMX page on YouTube. You're yeah, totally a consumer I'm then. Totally yeah. a consumer, you know, or or just uh, um, even if I go on someone else's bodybuilding podcast and ask them a question, I'm a consumer. Yeah, yeah. you know. So um, we all play the role, and the psychology of being a consumer has like it's so easy to be prompted and like guided and directed, and you don't even realize it. Yeah. And you just you know you you read the box and it's dusty sand. You know, come on, let's get some fucking good ones, dude. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, I saw my good. You can't just ask like, "How do I get my bench up?" No, no. You know, so yeah. it matters. I saw this TV show. I think it was called like Magic for Humans. Blew my mind. I can't remember the guy's name, but he um, he he talked about like influencing people so that when you can you can get them to say the thing that you want them to say. So when you're doing a magic trick, yeah. they'll be like, "Hey, you know, I want to see you know a banana," and then you show them the banana. But like through the conversation, you prompted them. He brought in these three people. They were all like big Instagram influencers, had a ton of followers, and he gave them all these props. And he's like, "I want you guys to teach me." how to make a good Instagram picture. And then he said, by the way, you know, I wanted to show you my current Instagram pictures. And so we sat him down, he had this conversation with him and he showed him about his like most recent eight pictures on a screen. And then he turned them loose. Guess what? They all did the same freaking picture because he influenced them. He said stuff like, 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 like he had used the word like feeling chilly. Like that was one of his quotes. And because of that, they all used the ice cube tray, whatever it was. Like he all had them do the exact same thing and they didn't know it. So they're like, all right, I want right. to see, we're going to unveil them all. And they all had the exact same picture. And, and cause, cause the whole thing was like, I want to learn how to influence the way you guys influence. And then he actually influenced that dude. It was so creepy. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's all these little, like, um, you know, like uh, cheat codes yeah. for, sales and psychology and you know like i just remember you know i mean basic basic bullshit like back when i was bartending i okay. remember the old the older bartenders and these aren't like new school guys these are like guys that are like in their you know at the time i'm in my very early 20s and they're these guys are in their 30s and 40s and they're like real old always real old. they're like real old you know like <laughs> like you know broken backs and still working yeah yeah and um and 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 even those guys would be like every time every time someone orders a drink, you 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 always have like a yes motion and you ask them if they want to upgrade to a double and premium. You know, you want a gray goose and you know, if you get a double, you save a dollar. You know, huh. like and you always it's always yes, yes, yes. And 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 you know, you wanna say you want you wanna save a dollar, right? Yeah, like, you prompt that sort them. of stuff. Yeah. You know, and and it, you know I mean and I was a good bartender, so like I think a lot of that stuff was effective over the years, like you know, yeah. And um, and uh, it, it's just funny how like even the old school guys knew that, you know, there was no like, you know, 
you weren't doing all this modern research and stuff. You know, this was like a right. hundred years ago. Scott. It was like before YouTube was even a thing. Yeah. You know? You know, you can just, but it was just kind of cool. Like car sales guys, car sales guys oh, are all yeah. about bo- body language and where to stand and like how to, like what to say to them and the mood to get them in while they're looking at cars, you know? Yeah. It's in positive stuff. Like if they got their kids with them, you're like, oh, your kids are great, aren't they? Yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people are, are nowadays, they're more on to that. You know what I mean? Like, you go to the car place and you're like, ah, oh, I'm waiting for it. You oh, know what I for mean? For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's what makes it more challenging. So the people now have to be like so subtle at it. Yeah. That you, that you, that it gets past your, you know, yeah. your bullshit detector. They have to be like, more genuine. There's whole, um, I'll call it cults, like whole cults around like picking up chicks. You know yeah. that? Yeah. You know, like this is how this is what you do when you see the girl. You do this, and you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. All that, you know, I, and they they have remember, like their, their plans. I remember there was a book. I can't. I'm not going to try to butcher the title, but there was yeah. a book that that went really like exploded like about 15 years ago. Yeah, and it it, it you know kind of made the news because it was like going yeah, around. Yeah. It was kind of like remember when the secret came out? Yes, you know? yes. Anyways, there was a there was a book for picking up chicks. I can't yeah. remember the title. I think someone I know what else, you're talking about. Someone out there might remember what I'm talking about, but it was like a book that sort of made the news. Yeah, and I remember my buddy read it, and he told me one of the things in it. He's like, and he was pretty good with women, and he told me one of the things in it. He's like, holy fuck, I always do that. That's why. I, that's why I've been so good. And he was a natural. What, what it, yeah, he was a natural. And what it was was, let's say there's a girl you like, and she's standing with four people. Yeah. You go over and you you talk to the group, but you almost ignore her. Uh, oh, I've I've heard this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you like give attention to like her friends. Yeah. You know, you almost ignore her, and and just like all this stuff that was like, kind of like brutal. Yeah. But it was in the book is like, this stuff fucking works because it makes her think, why is he not paying attention to me or my friend's prettier than me? And it was all about like, the way it was written was all about like, like it was ruthless. Yeah. It was like, you know, now her self-esteem is one number lower. So now there's more, <laughs> now you're statistically more likely to get in there with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the more and daddy issues, like, the better yeah, it works. Yeah, and yeah. then it would be all about that. And then there was like strategic moment when you would like acknowledge her. Oh, yeah. And, and then it's and, like the reward. Yeah, we'd wait for her to put effort in. Like yeah. there'd be some she'd try to interject in the conversation, yeah. but then when she puts effort in to like try to be part of it, then you can then you like reward her like a dog. Okay. And I, it was just the way it was written was just so ruthless. I hope but the guys barely, are taking notes out there right now yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know it's funny. I know it's funny. Um what else did I have to say? You know, I can't remember. There's so much going on, Scott. I'm bummed Dusty's what, what, not with us. I, I'm bummed Dusty's not with us too. We we gotta quickly talk about the Tampa Pro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a What'd you think? Great I show. was I didn't even know that Kamal was gonna be there. Yeah, so I I heard he was doing the open and I was like, Oh. Yeah. That's funny. I asked Aceto, I messaged him as soon as Kamal walked on stage, I said, What does he weigh? And he said he was two eighteen. Okay. I so, wondered. I wondered that. I've actually. I, I've got the pictures here too. If you want to pull any of them up, um, what do you think of Akeem? Obviously, for anybody who's watching who that didn't know, Akeem won. I mean, Akeem was fucking massive, and he was in good enough condition, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the back double bicep was Kamal all day long. Yeah. 
throw that um, one up while you're talking. Just because Kamal's back double was so crazy. But, like, I mean, Akeem looks great there. Like, I don't know. I guess in person, a lot of people were saying Akeem wasn't hard enough or lean enough. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Let me grab I mean, this I, one. I, I, I sometimes think that I, I, I've had a few people, like, you know, you read the odd critical complaint yeah. of your of yourself and i've i've read some comments where people are like ron's too nice he yeah doesn't fucking what you know why doesn't he rip these guys more you guys have and to understand like, guys ron's canadian first of all so there is that well is no, secondly it's just that i've been to so many shows that i know that being there live in the front row with the judges is different than all the stuff you're presented on instagram and it is i don't trust i don't really trust any images like yeah What's been filtered? What hasn't been filtered? Did they enhance it? Did they fix it or make it better? Like, yeah, you know, and I just, I'd even the videos you see, like you go, well, you know, you just got to be there. Like, like quite often from row 20 at the Arnold Classic, everybody looks like they're in the same condition. Right. You know, everyone just looks fucking great. They also look great. And then you walk on stage and you're standing with guys and you're like, oh, that guy's like harder than that guy and that guy's you know you just it's just different so here's a I, shot I, I just of here's you know? here's the akeem back shot he, he had hit this one they got a picture of him here and i mean yeah that's that's not the best hardest. well let's put it this way that's not the hardest akeem we've ever seen but it's hard oh. for him to get there that said man like you know and and obviously i wasn't there either let me see if i can find the comparison pictures because when you see the comparisons, there is a, a, a factor of just sheer size, too. So I, I don't want to, you know, I mean, it, I, I know I know Aceto was pretty upset about it. I heard he was really upset. I talked to him a bit. OK, but I heard he was really upset on their podcast and, and went off on how Kamal should have won. And um, I mean, I understand his argument because I guess they said. I guess somebody said it got out. I, I don't want to butcher the story, but I guess one of the judges said, you know, when we stood them all together, we, you know, we realized that he's just too small. And that's kind of what I was wondering. I mean, here's a here's a side shot. Uh, and so then Aceto's argument is, well, if if that actually matters, then why is Hottie in the top three? Hmm. Why did Sean Clarita win an open show? But, you know, like how did Clarita beat Regan? Like, you know, take Clarita and Regan. Yeah. And then take take Kamal and Akeem. Yeah. You know, um, and they kind of came out opposite. I don't know. But that was Chris's argument, I guess. But I don't really. Yeah, I don't really. I wasn't there. You know, the I mean, I just did what they did. You know, and, and I'm not going to take sides here because like like you said, I'm not there either. But looking at this picture, I can say, you know, size wise, I don't know, man. You know, there there is just yeah. some things he's the uh, Kamal's not going to be able to do just the yeah. sheer volume of size he's <laughs> taking up. I don't know. I'm a huge fan of his, though, personally. So yeah. I'm kind of biased, yeah. you know. And, and you know, you go, um, you know, old school judging like I would is uh, you got seven poses. Yeah. And a most muscular. So you got eight poses. So, you know, who wins the most poses? And maybe, you know, front double, Akeem. Front lat spread. I don't know. Let's just say, you know, Akeem's pretty fucking big. Yeah. I don't know. You just side chest Akeem, you know. And then maybe give both the back shots to Kamal. Okay, okay. I could do that, yeah. So, and then you got the ab thigh. I don't know. I don't really remember either one of their ab thigh. I'd have to look at it again. But you know what I mean. Maybe yeah. then you do that. Maybe Akeem just comes out on top. You know, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I do want to give a shout out to Quentin, though. Um, oh, yeah, Quentin, yeah. Yeah, Qu Quentin's a great guy. And um, 
um, he he uh, he fucking looked great, man. And uh, you know, to pull out a top three against those two dudes, that's um, that's quite an accomplishment, you know. He's Quentin looked great. One. I mean, look at that physique. Like he could have won. They could have justifiably put him first and just said, "Oh, he was a, he was the best combination of shape, structure, and condition." Yeah. And he was big enough. They could have easily given him the win and said, yeah, he's not as thick in the chest and back uh, depth-wise as Akeem, right. but he's big enough. His legs aren't a problem. His arms aren't any kind of problem. His structure, shape, everything about him is like Olympia level. Um, he looks fantastic. He just needs, you know, I guess in the judge's eyes, he needs a bit more size from the back and a bit more thickness. But he had he ticked so many other boxes, they could have given him the win anyways. Yeah, um, that, that, so, that, and you know you're bringing up a point too that at that level it really is a lot of time splitting hairs. I mean, like yeah. every single one of these guys, they're freaking these are the best guys in the world. So yeah, I, I guess I'm just I'm I'm with you and they maybe give people a little bit of a break as far as the judging goes. Although it sucks when you see somebody like I would imagine the storyline if Kamal could have gone in there and won this thing, like that would have been yeah. that would have been huge news across everything. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hey, uh, what's the deal on Clarita? Is he going to – he's waiting to hear if he's allowed to do both the Open and 212, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is. He, he put a post up today okay. and said, listen, unless you hear it from me, it's fake news. Okay. I will announce I will announce soon. I'm yeah. waiting to hear back. Okay. That would be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it would be great for him to do it because it would be – First, first person to ever do it, you know, and super hardcore. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. I think bodybuilders have a, well, they have a reputation for doing it, but I think a lot of them, they're, they're, they're just too, um, you know, they'd be like, I don't know how to put it. Like, I, I think some of them could be doing more with their careers. Huh. Okay. And and that would be a maximizing thing to do. Both. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Like, fucking everything. Like, that's like a, hey, I'm here to make some, I'm here to make a name. I'm here to make noise. I'm here to make as much money as I possibly can while I'm in this game. And it's all about the long, I'm, it's all about doing everything I can. Shake every hand, do every show, do both Olympias. Fuck it. Like, yeah. That's, that's the, I, I like that attitude. I do too. Know? I like yeah, him a lot. Just to, he's always been just such a hard worker. He's not yeah. a guy that causes any kind of drama, really, or no. anything. He's literally just like eating his food and working his ass off and growing. And even from before he, like, he became what he is now. Like he was always strong. He was always training hard. He was mm -hmm. always eating his food. Like he was always just like on point. So I mean, super hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, him. Yeah, he's I, I I would say like he's he's one of the guys that like embodies hardcore to me. I would like agree. Consistently dedicated constantly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't hear stories about like Clarita being out hammered in Vegas and <laughs> fucking you know, like throwing money at strippers and fuck like, you just don't you know? You don't yeah. you don't he's just he's the type of guy you know he's like fucking bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. Okay, do you want to do some YouTube questions? Yeah, man, let's jump into them. We we might have to like rapid fire some of these. I have to tell That's you that. That's fine. I don't mind rapid firing cuz we have so many here. All right. Now, I'm not sure on this one. Uh so you might have to we we might have to pull up picks. 
Um, question for the crew. Would you rather have Dorian's lats and hair from circa 92 Olympia or circa 93 Olympia? Has to be the lats. It has to be the hair and lats. No, no subbing. So I know he grew that mullet. Was that it? Was the he, he had the mullet in '92? Okay. Yeah. Okay. He had the mullet in '92, and and uh, but I don't know. What, I I mean the lats were insane in both. Yeah. Years. I mean they were a little bigger in '93. Okay. But I, I'd go. I'd go '93 because the hair was not a mullet. It was. You know, I wouldn't want to have a mullet right now. It's kind of a, it's back though. I think like it. You can it is do a it. Bit. Yeah, yeah. You can I, do it. So, well, yeah, but get I also the like, Bumstead mustache too. Like people uh, would eat that up, man. I'm a little, little too old for that, buddy. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many 46 year olds do you see in like Gymshark tank tops? Mm, that's true, but I do know I do see I think a good deal of 46 year olds with mullets. So there is that. Yeah, but they're not the doing guys it. that never cut them. They yes. had them the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You had a follow up. <laughs> he, he says, "Does Arnold have the best packs ever to this date in our beloved bodybuilding history?" The best pack, the best packs ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, he well, I mean, his packs are legendary. Let's just put it that way. It's yeah. hard to compare good packs. There's lots of good packs. Lee Haney had great fucking packs. Like, yeah, he did. You know, you know what I mean. Ronnie Coleman, like Jesus fucking Christ, you know. But um, but yeah, we can just say Arnold's the king of the packs. I have no problem with that. Oh, okay, we'll go with it. You know, you know they were very sweeping. You know, the front double they had that real sweeping out, like long, wide look. It was yeah. He had a great, he had a great chest. Yeah, big big barrel rib cage. All right, look at that. We got through a question pretty quick there. Like we're more, there's no dusty. We're dusty more efficient. Is, uh, we're more efficient. Uh, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, what's something you used to do yourself that you now pay someone else to do since becoming more successful? Well, I I do everything for my business myself, but for the gym. I'm so fucking happy. I got to give a, sh a shout out to my friend Raheem. Okay, um, he's our friend, everybody's friend. Um, but uh, we have hired him to do the Instagram for the gym. Oh, nice! So I, I suddenly have like at least an hour a day of just f new time now. That's cool. Because I was mainly running it. Like the other guys would, you know, chip in and help, but I was mainly running it, and I was just frantically trying to repost stories as fast as possible twice a day yeah just to not miss any but i had no time to like you know do creative posting or like you know pro shop stories like hey coming by this and coming by that and you know look what we have and you know new product in like i wasn't doing any of that stuff i was just frantically answering messages twice a day because it would just get insane yeah and uh, we hired Raheem, so now he's handling it, and it's been awesome. I just open it once in a while, and I look, and everything's answered and reposted and taken care of. It's a fucking beautiful thing. Hey, speaking of which, uh, Steve did a shack. He competed at the show in 212, didn't he? Yeah. We still got to talk about 212 division because yeah. that was fucking crazy. I didn't catch much of that, but I saw his name in the list, and I was like, all right, man. He pulled out a – he got eight, pulled out a top ten – 
for being a guy yeah. who wasn't even a pro not too long so ago. That's pretty six cool. Six months ago. So yeah. Th- well, so, I, so it kind of sucked because after the show, they told him he was seventh. Oh, no kidding. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, like because I he called me and he's like, yeah, I just talked to I just talked to Tyler Mannion. I was seventh, and I was like, oh yeah. Huh. And then like it came out at eight, so I don't know what happened. But anyways, um, uh, we were a little disappointed with the call out. Okay. Um, because I mean, he looked really good. Like yeah. he looked really fucking good. And, um, so, you know, we're a little bit, a little bit sucked. And then the thing that kind of sucked was, you know, when they, they did a top, they did a six man first call out. Okay. And then they, they, they put them away and they did the second call out, which was another six guys. Yeah. There's ditto. See, he's nice and shredded. Like he's yeah. full and hard. Tiny waist too. Yeah. You got another one? Yeah. Another another picture? Yeah, throw a couple up. What would, would be a good shot for me to pull up here? I got oh, I'm on I the know. NPC. How back about this? Double, back double's good. Side How about this? Good. All right, yeah, Black I got a side good. chest here. Let me grab this side chest because I'm seeing his leg looks really solid from the side there. He's yeah, got some yeah. wheels on him, man. Yeah, he's got good. He's got a great physique, man. You know, he was nice and ripped and full. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, good package. I mean, we were really happy with the look. Like, he's better than he was when he turned pro and he was about like almost 10 pounds heavier. Okay. And oh, yeah. um Here's a back shot. You know, he was pretty tight, man. Had the glutes and everything. So um he's going to Dallas. Yeah, see, okay. he's, he's fucking, you know, he looks good. Glutes are ripped, hams are ripped, you know. What's going to so, be um, Yeah, what's going to be the plan for Dallas from here? Well, just try to get, you know, you know, at what everyone wants, fuller and harder. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Just turn the dials, you know, a little bit. Try to, you know, can he can he look a little grainier? Can he get a little more busting out in the pecs and you know, that sort of thing? You just got to push it a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the plan. But yeah, we we're hoping for a first call out. And then when they, you know, when they 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 pull out the third to sixth. Yeah. And they do another look at them. They could have added people because they only had four guys in that lineup and they could have added and like mixed it up. You know, who knows? The guys in seventh and eighth might have been able to mix it up with sixth and fifth. And, yeah. you know, that's always fun. But um, they didn't do that. So that was a bit of a bummer. But uh, the feedback was crazy. And um, the judges told him, like, we really want to see you again. And he's like, oh, I'll be in Dallas. So that's yeah, cool. It's looking good. And I want to give a shout out to uh, another another Canadian, uh, Cody Drobot. Okay. who landed in uh, fourth. Oh, no and, kidding. And uh, I got to give a shout out to Cody because he's a, he's a great guy and a friend of mine for many years. He's one of those younger bodybuilders from the city that I, I'm from. Okay. And uh, I watched him come up like the regional level and the provincial level and the national level and get his pro card and then make his pro debut and land in, the, in, the, in fourth spot. No kidding. And, uh, so yeah, so he's a he's like you know one of my hometown sort of buddies. So I got to give a shout out to Cody Drobot because he cool. came in. He's he's known for his his uh, condition and striated muscle, and yeah. you know he's one of the he's technically one of the smaller guys, you know. Okay. Um, but uh, but the package he brings is just refined. He works with Neil Hill. They're oh. a great team. Okay. And uh, yeah, so you got another shot of him. He's got he's got some crazy. He's got a. T- really cool just want to give him a little give him a little love we should even have him on the show he's a really good guy that'd be cool let me see you know here. give these give a... give these canadian guys a little a little push we've got to have some of them on all right yeah yeah here's a great shot here yeah he looked really good 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's got a, a, a great shape. He's only going to get bigger. He turned pro at like like 196. No kidding. And I think he's like, I think he's 205 there. I don't okay. know. Okay, okay. But, but yeah. Yeah, he I, looks I might really have his, I might have his weight wrong. I don't know his weights. Okay. But yeah, anyways, shout out to him. Good buddy of mine. All right. Yeah, no, I just remembered Steve was there. Okay, here's another one. This is just a comment, but I wanted to throw it up because he says, uh, he says, uh, how is there only 18K subs? This has become my favorite bodybuilding channel, and I am uh, subscribed um, to a lot of others, too. I just wanted to say shout out to everybody because, as he mentioned, 18K, we hit 18K this week. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm happy to see it growing, you know? Me too. Me too. It's cool. My, my Instagram finally went up. What do you mean? So I was at 44.6. Okay. Fucking like forever. Really? Huh. And I just thought, am I like never going to grow? Like, and I just like post my shit and nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden one day it was 44.9. Huh. And I was like, oh my God, it moved. And it was there for months. Weird. And then, and it's weird because like every day I open my Instagram and there's all these new follows, but yeah. I don't know. And then finally the other day I woke up and it's 45K. Nice. <laughs> like, geez. nice. It, like that was like two years, I swear. Were you starting so, to feel like maybe this is my worth? Is that what you started? Yeah, to feel? like well, I thought maybe the the, al- <laughs> the yeah, I thought maybe the alg- algorithm had been tuned to a point where, you know, if you're not like, oh god, like some of this stuff I hate on Instagram, I'm like, I wonder if they're just tuning it for the stuff I hate, and I don't do that stuff, so I'm never oh, going to grow. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like one of the cringiest things, and it's just because I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't want to be a part of it. But when people like post a video where there's a quote from a movie or a song lyric and they're mouthing it. Oh, you don't like that, huh? I fucking hate those. Yeah. I think they're the dumbest, silliest <laughs> nonsense. Like, I can't imagine doing one of those and, and posting it. But people love them and other people want to watch them and laugh at them. People send them to me. They're like, look at this one. Ha ha ha. And I'm, I can't even watch it. Like, yeah. I hit play. I hit play and it's somebody mouthing like, come on, motherfucker. Like it's like a quote from a movie. Yeah. And they're mouthing at them. I just, I just exit. Huh. Exit. Don't even know what you're talking. Can't do it. You're mouthing I, movie quotes and song huh. lyrics. Ah, I'm out. I don't I have a strong a feeling either way. Oh, so it, follow up it then. Repul- it actually repulses me. I have to get out. Like I scramble. Oh, 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 oh. Well, yeah, it's weird. What My about reaction is very interesting. How about at a bodybuilding show? When somebody like lip syncs, they they'll have like Arnold on there, and it'll he'll oh, yeah, be like, "I can't stand that." I'll be back, can't stand that. you know, and then the yeah. person will say it. It yeah, really bothers you, huh? Can't stand it. Can't stand it. Drives me crazy, huh? I was I was think like, oh, I I would yeah, drives me crazy because it's it never works. It yeah, it's never totally lined up, is it? It's never. It doesn't <laughs> never looks right, and the audio at bodybuilding shows is usually terrible. Like, it's not that great. It's okay if there's music, but, like, voices talking or a quote from a movie. Yeah. Uh, or there'll be, like, gunshots. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you don't and like the, the gunshots on, either, huh? And what the about... Guys on, you remember the, the King Kamali? Like, like, mouthing the, yeah, let's go to war. Like, he's yeah. mouthing something. And, and you, <laughs> I'm just like, what? Just hit a shot. Like, what are you doing? Drives you remember the... I think it was King Kamali did, like, the hydraulic stuff. Remember I just those? offended. I just offended so many people. Well, the hydraulic stuff was movement. 
Okay, so that would the hydraulic stuff's okay. Gunshots not okay. Well, you got to go telling? back. Got to go properly, <laughs> properly, properly. Go back and and you get Vince Taylor doing the Terminator routine. Oh yeah, yeah. remember that was like awesome. Like he changed, he revolutionized posing. Vin, Vince Taylor came out at the Olympia that year and did the Terminator routine. It was like this is changed. This changed everything. And um, but he wasn't like, you know. Yeah, it's just it just doesn't work for me. And I, I'm and it's so funny because I know there's people out there that are like, I just did that. I don't know. But um, I've been seeing that at shows for decades. Oh, it yeah. always drove me crazy. It's yeah. always been something I'm like, and eh, no, I would never do that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I couldn't me. picture you doing that. Just nah, just I, I wouldn't see that. But yeah. you know what? Jay Cutler, I don't think Jay would do that either, would he? Nah, I can't see him doing it. No. Did he ever do it? I don't no. think so. I don't think Jay did. Yeah. If we're wrong, yeah, I comment. Just, I can't Tell handle us. lip lip syncing, I, I lip syncing and posing routines and lip syncing um or movie syncing on Instagram. Drives me crazy. And that's that's and that's why TikTok is so brutal. Like oh, I go, I went on yeah. I went on There's a lot of that I there. Went, that's what it is. It's all yeah. like TikTok is what is the trendiest silliest thing happening and right. now we're just going to show you a thousand of them. Yeah. That's why I hate that. It's so invasive and and just like grating. What if you realized you're like, okay, I'm at 45, but if I were to do some lip syncing, I could get to 60 by, you know, September. Then I just got a bunch of people that like lip syncing following me for no reason. Yeah, that's true. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got what I got a training one here. Do they buy mutant product and use my code BigRon20? <laughs> if they're doing the lip syncing thing, I'm going to guess probably not. You know, I don't know. All right. You know, question for the next show. The hamstring drop, which shows when you're in your side chest. What exercises would you recommend to get that drop? I already have RDL, lying seated ham, lying and seated hamstrings, curls uh, as main compounds. Uh, for leg days and those are high rep sets Uh, will it be just a matter of time for them to grow this is my first proper off season oh i didn't get the rest and he says food intake is high so this is uh this is this is and no offense at all but this is rookie stuff and and um and and i i want to try to help everybody here um there is no exercise for hamstring drop. Just Density, like there is, right? there's just no exercise for hamstring drop. There's no exercise for bicep peak. There's no exercise like that. It's just get the muscle bigger. That's all. If if someone has great hamstring drop, it means that they have a. They're lucky enough to have rounder muscle bellies in their hamstring, so there's a, a kind of an enhanced shape to work with from the start, and and b. They've got lots of muscle in their hamstring. Yeah. You know, so those are the only two things that matter is how big are your hamstrings and your genetic shape. You know, there might be a little bit more of a bulky belly and, you know, two out of three heads. You might get lucky. Maybe you're lucky and all three heads are kind of fat. Yeah. You know, and then you got real big hamstrings like Tom Prince, you know. Yeah. Um, But, um, you know, uh, hamstring drop is just get your legs big, man. Get your legs big. And also your adductor size makes a difference because you're squishing that leg against the other leg to push it out behind you. So the more adductor you have, the more you can kind of force, like mash your legs together 
and um and push your hamstring out on the posing because there's a skill to it for posing as well agreed that's but, what i was um, gonna say too because like yeah. if you think about like and i'm gonna take it off to back for a minute like when you first try to hit a rear double bicep first thing you do is like squeeze everything together right and then your yeah. upper back looks real narrow you gotta yeah. you gotta let it like hang out you gotta push that out and that's the same yeah. thing i think with the ham you don't want to flex the hamstring because that pulls it no. up you know it's funny because I always disliked Ronnie Coleman's side chest. Really? Huh. Yeah. Ronnie Coleman did his side chest and he did like three things that annoyed me. And one of them was he flexed his hamstring. Oh, yeah. So he would set his leg up and flex his whole leg. So he didn't really have a crazy drop. I mean, it was big enough of a drop just because his leg was so fucking big. Like right. You can't hide it. <laughs> but his hamstrings would be all tight and corded out and they looked shredded, which yep. is cool. But I always thought the side chest isn't for showing your hamstring shreds. Yeah. The side chest is for showing like, like that's Cheap. what you want. So yeah. then you put like Jay Cutler next to him in the side chest and Jay would let his hamstring relax yeah. and hang. And I always thought that like the side leg looked better on, on guys that let their hamstring hang, you yep. know? Agreed. And, and and Ronnie used to kind of flex his hamstring, and it always bothered me because I thought, what would it le- what would his leg look like if he just let it hang? Like how great? <laughs> like would it just be ridiculous? Yeah. You know, like remember Tom Prince? You know. Yeah. And um and so I always really modeled myself after like I always found that to be like a real focus point with posing. Like I would really force that. Like I did everything I could to push as much adductor back and crank that over and. And I, I was always told I had a great side leg when I competed, like I had good drop on my hamstring, but I never, I didn't have especially huge legs. I think I just knew how to pose them. That, and you, you had know? a very small waist and, and yeah, it, there's it a relationship thing there, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Your leg, wide yeah. leg looks wider when your waist looks like it's a third of that size. You know? And and then another thing, just quick on posing, cause I have to say it. Yeah. My number one grievance with side chess is guys who stick their ass out. Huh. Okay. I fucking hate that. Yeah. I, it drives me crazy. Like you're literally ruining the pose when you stick your ass out like that. And they think it makes their glute more strided. It's like, I don't give a shit. It looks terrible. Your body is all like, wonky. Sat on it. You know yeah, what I mean? You pull, pull your, pull your hip underneath you and yeah. sit on top of it. Like yeah. look at it. Like look at all, you know, most guys, look at all the big guys doing like Arnold would sit on, you know, his, his, his glute was pulled, his hip was underneath him. You know, it wasn't out behind him. Yeah. So when guys do their side chest and stick their butt out, I drives me crazy. Pull it in underneath you. That's what I always say. It looks way better. Yeah. I'd go with that. Yeah. I'll take that one. It's an obsession guys have for trying to get shorter all the time. It doesn't mm. always make you look better. Yeah. There's some poses where it's great to be huge. Side chest is one of them. I don't think everyone needs to squat way down on their side chest. People are too way too obsessed with that. I think it depends. I think it, you know, it depends on, on the person, I guess, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Some guys, like if they stand up a little bit, yeah. their legs still just as big hmm. and they look like now they're like, you know, cause some guys have those frames where you're like, fuck, use that frame, dude. You don't need to be five, six. You're fucking awesome at five ten. Just dominate everybody. You know, I will say this. If I were to, and I've seen this on other people, if I, if I were to squat too far down, then it starts taking away from the hamstring. I think it's like the whole yeah. leg gets pulled more. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. All right. Let me see what else we got here. Well, the, the more you squat down, the longer your hamstring gets. Yeah. 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 
All right, question for the next episode. Um, what is one set? Oh, one set that sticks out in your mind whenever you think of the hardest set you've ever done. For example, mine was six plates per side times 60 on the leg press. Thanks, guys. Great question. Um, I, I can tell him what the scariest set I ever did was. Yeah? Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, it's on video too, and it's on YouTube. No shit. And most people have no idea how mentally taxing it was because of the situation. But it was, I trained legs with James Hollingshead at King's Gym. Oh, okay. For Mutant on a Mission. And I told James, I want to do legs with you because I'm coming back from my quad tear. Yeah. And I really need a goal. I really, really want to know that in three months I'm training legs with you. And I want really to like put this behind me. And Hell I need yeah. this visit to King's gym to train with you to be like, like it has to be because I, you know, I was training as hard as I could, but I was just, it was in the back of my mind the whole time. Right. Of course. And, and, and I just said, I need to leave this behind. Okay. And um, so he knew that he's like, cool, bro. We'll do legs. We'll fucking smash it up proper. <laughs> I could hear him <laughs> saying those exact words too. We'll do it up. We'll do it up proper. And I was like, okay. So, anyways, it's this. It's we did a rest pause set on the leg press with bands, and it was like our first quad exercise. Okay. And um, and uh, you know, I just I hadn't been under that much weight. It was the most weight I'd put on a leg press. We had these big fat bands on there. We didn't know, like, you couldn't calculate how much it was because of the big fat bands. So yeah. I really didn't have any reference because I I knew all my poundages that I'd been using right. And all of a sudden, we're using all these, like, the gym was crazy. Some plates are 25 kilos, some are 20. Right? Oh, that had to and drive just, you crazy. That had to be, that is not your style that, right there. And, you and, were out of your comfort and, zone. And we're just piling <laughs> plates on. So, yeah. like, I don't even know which plates are 20s and which are 25s. So, if you count the plates, you're like, uh, it still doesn't, you still don't know how much is on there. And we had a barbell across it with more plates on. Huh. And uh, then we had big, fat, green bands. And... So I didn't really know how much was on there and I just had to fucking, you know, and yeah. it was scary. It was scary because it was so much weight and it was a rest pause set. So mm. it wasn't a drop set. Okay. So it was three sets to failure with the same weight and it was a bit heavy. I got, I think I got like eight and then rested 30 seconds. I got like three or four. Okay. And then rested 30 seconds and got like Ooh. two <laughs> with him spotting me on the la on the, like it was literally a single with a forced rep. Yeah. And racked it and nothing, nothing ripped off. Nice. And I just remember after that set was over, I was like, oh, fuck. If that quad tenant can take that, yeah. I'm, I'll be fine. Huh. It was awesome. But That's it was cool. scary. I was really like, I was like shaking a bit. And then I threw up. After the workout, after we finished leg curls, I threw up and I remember thinking like, yeah, it was really hot in there and I drank a ton of fluid. Like I was sweating like fucking crazy and it's guzzling water. But then I realized afterwards, I was like, my anxiety level was off the chart. Yeah. So that's probably, probably part of why I threw up. Yeah. You were, you were preparing for that for literally months and you had like to you, there was so much on the line, you know? Yeah, it was just a personal thing. You know, yeah. I didn't want to, I wanted to like go with, and I knew that it was going to be on camera and I'm like, you know, no one wants to train on camera and not be able to train like hard and, you know, so yeah, that was the scariest set I ever did. Cause I remember we were putting plates on and I was like, 
I remember the thought crossed my mind. What if it rips off again and I have to fly home with a torn quad? Yeah. Oh, God, that would be the worst trip ever. You know? So. That's a good one. That's a good one. I can't think of one offhand. Like, I can't think of one single set where I'm like, oh, that that set. Yeah, I couldn't either. Like, I I just happened to have that one in my memory because of everything. But other than that, I mean, there's just been so many hard sets. You know, you've been training super hard for so many years. Yeah, they you all train. You, you trained with so many guys that trained super hard. Like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I got to tell you, when when I came out there and we trained shoulders together, I had not been hitting shoulders, and obviously it's shoulders. So it's like there was never, there was no single set in that workout where I was like scared. But right, I, I hadn't been hitting shoulders hard for a while. Like for me, shoulders had always been a strong point. And uh, and I, I started taking away from them in order to focus more on chest. And after we had that workout, I was like, huh, because my shoulders were fried, too. Like, And it's not often that your shoulders get fatigued and sore. Right. I was right. like, you know what? I got to put more focus into shoulders after this. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's good to hear. It's good. It's a good workout. You know? Yeah. All right. What else do we have here? Um, am, I, am I making up for Dusty's lack of opinion? You're, you're pretty opinionated out. in this episode. Well, I'm trying to be you're a little delivering. more opinionated. I'm trying to deliver a little Are you? bit. All right. Yeah, just like stepping it up a little. We had a few people that didn't like the resting bitch face uh, video. The, the, like we pulled that little clip out. We got some thumbs downs on, on the YouTube short. I yeah, and I got, some, like, I got some like irritated people that messaged me. They're like, I don't want to talk to people at the gym. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what it was about. Yeah. That wasn't what it was about. You know, I pull my hat down and put my headphones in too to tell right. people like, but it was about people that like kind of proudly go through regular life, you know, wearing purposely wearing a face that they know makes everyone think they're mad at them. There's people out there that do that. I hear them. They, they love it. They take pride in it. The rest of us got it. You know, yeah. The majority the rest of, of us got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, here we go question for the next show has there ever been a band you really liked but seeing them live ruined them for you i saw everclear live and it was so bad uh, i just can't listen to them anymore like like you used to yeah so there were i well i i didn't ruin the band for me but it definitely was like no notably bad concert um so the first one, I actually blame the sound guys and the venue. Mm. But I went and saw the Pumpkins, the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I've heard they're terrible uh, live. In their fucking heyday. Yeah. And it was on the Melancholy Tour, that double album oh. they had, you know, with all those great songs. Like, yeah. that, it was just amazing music. And I loved that album. Like, those Siamese Dream and Melancholy were just that's just magical music and i went to that concert and it just sounded like a wall of shit yeah i've heard that about them just terrible like the guitar i couldn't differentiate which guitar was doing which part and the bass and drums was just like a mush the mix was terrible and we were in like a big tin building it was in like a you know like yeah like a like a big you know kind of arena type of thing but it was like like had that echoey sheet metal sort of fucking booming sound. It was just brutal concert. Yeah. And um and then because of that, I never went to see them again. Like I had chances to see the pumpkins again. And I'm like, ah, just listen to the albums. Yeah. 
I had heard that also, though. You're not the you, only. You heard person. they were terrible, eh? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because they never did a live album. No, they didn't, did they? Like they never had a big, you know, like ACDC punched out a couple of live albums. Yeah, and they're they're like amazing. Like they sound fucking great, and it's tight from beginning to end, and the mix is perfect. And you know, like lots of bands punch out a live album, and and that's my litmus test for how good a band is, right? Yeah, you know. Um, and then another concert that I saw that was terrible was The Offspring. Really? Okay, so yeah. they're kind of from punk roots so so the band was great yeah. the band was great like they, they were they, they were great but dexter couldn't sing that day man he could not hit any notes he was way off on everything and there's a lot of like high notes in the offspring you know like yeah he's like screaming he's sort of got a higher pitch voice and it's you know he's got a lot of stuff he's got to hit to make those songs sound right he was just fucking brutal I remember thinking three songs in, I was like, is he like going to warm up? Oh, like, yeah. Like, is he like going to get better? Because occasionally you notice that. Like one thing with um, a lot of live Nirvana records, the Nirvana has several live concerts that have been released, right? Right. Really good quality is Kurt's voice is always a little rough on the first two songs, hmm. like rougher because he, he's just, you know, like he, I don't think he's backstage warming up, you know? No, <laughs> no, no. You know, they just like, you know, smoking cigarettes. Like, let's fucking go, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, so, you know, I remember watching The Offspring and just waiting and it just didn't get any better. He fucking sucked. Huh. I was like, this is brutal. And the guys that sing backup, like, you know, there's a little bit of backup in there. They okay. were fine. Huh. So. I can't yeah. think of any. I can't think of like a single time where I went to a concert and felt let down. I feel like every time I've gotten into it. And then I like the band even more after that. Like literally every single time. I'm probably forgetting something, but like I think every concert I've been to is good. Yeah. Yeah. One of I, I will say this. One of my most pleasant surprises ever was um a buddy called me up and was like, Hey, do you want to go see Miles Kennedy and Slash? Like it's Slash's band. Yeah. He's got Miles he's got Miles Kennedy singing, right? It's like that, you know, Slash has put out a lot of albums over the years, right? He had Slash's Snake Pit for a while, and then it was just Slash, I think. But anyways, Miles Kennedy sings for him a lot. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go see him. So we went and saw them in a little bar with like probably 500 people. And I didn't really know how Miles, Miles Kennedy really even sounded at the time. I hadn't been paying attention to Slash's solo stuff. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. The band was awesome. Miles Kennedy was great singer. And then they did like five. I mean, they probably did 20 songs and like five or six of them were Guns N' Roses songs. Okay. And Miles Kennedy literally, literally sounded better than Axel. Well, okay. I, that doesn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like he sort, of, he sort of tried to sound like Axel. Like he gave it the same swagger. Yeah. It was like, this is awesome. He's fucking better. Cause I remember the live guns and roses stuff was a little rough. Cause Axel was a fucking disaster. And I was like, this is great. I'm, I'm 20 feet from slash. He's like standing right in front of me and miles sounds awesome. And they sound great. That's and I cool. Loved it. You know? Yeah. So yeah, good time. You ever get into like the, the mosh pit and stuff when you were younger? Or did you just go to listen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember my last pit. 
and I, I decided this is this is the last bit. <laughs> okay. And it was I went to see the Foo Fighters. Oh okay. and it would have been like oh five, because yeah. it was the double the in your honor double album. Yeah. So it would have been like oh five. And that was to me like the end of peak foo. Like that hmm. was to me their last great album. And then it like sort of like, you know, they all had too many kids and and the music just got a little more like radio eagles sort of sure i could see that friendly. but I, I sort of see like in your honor as like my sort of ending for my window of where i really love the foo fighters and i went and saw them live and we went right in the pit right to the front th- three people in front of me and then dave Grohl standing right there and i remember thinking for like the first five six songs this is fucking awesome this is fucking <laughs> on then by like song 10 i was like I am soaked with other people's sweat. Yes. I have someone else's sweat in my eye. A lot of other people's sweat in your eye. <laughs> I have someone's spit in my mouth. Oh. I have someone's fucking sweat down the side of my face. I just got a fucking shoe in the ear. Yeah. I just fucking, and I remember just thinking, uh, this is the point where I'm a little too old for this shit. You had enough. <laughs> This is enough, you know. Like, I mean, I guess I would have been thirty that year. Okay, it's like so a it's sort of good funny. age to hang it up, you know. Good, good, good age to be like, you know what? We're done doing this. You know who yeah. never has hung it up? You know, you know Dave Callick. Dave Callick, good friend of mine. Uh, he's never given it up. In fact, he went on this like um, he, he's like his his like kind of uh, midlife crisis uh, Slayer tour where he followed Slayer around for like their entire last tour. And he was in the pit for literally, I think in fact, he said he had like, if they played two nights, he would go in the pit one night and then, and he'd have a ticket for his wife to sit in the back, you know, like in the, in the chairs. And then the next night he would go and sit in the seats with her. That's incredible. Now did the band did, because a lot of those guys, if you start following a band, they really notice and you like get to talk to them and stuff. Oh yeah. And plus Dave's like a bodybuilder still. So he's a big dude. He's in the pit. So like, he's got all sorts of pictures and stuff hanging out with them. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I know the bands are great with those people that travel around. They're usually really great with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the key is if you do that, if you're going to follow a band, talk to the road crew. Try mm. to talk to because if they're the same roadies, right? Right. So try to talk to the road crew, and and that's a really good way to get like let them know like, hey man, this is my fourth show. Like in four nights, I'm following you guys around, and they'll tell the band. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, question for the next episode. Oh, what style of t-shirts do you guys buy? Uh, what I mean is almost every t-shirt I buy holds its shape until about three washes in um, where I will put it on and it'll look like I am wearing a bell. The 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 bottom bells out drives me insane. I fucking hate that. That's the worst. That's the worst. Um, I, I almost wear nothing but um, nice old school tea, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I, I, I almost Classic. wear nothing but tr- like the tri-blend stuff now, you know, like, you know, like the tri-blend yeah. tees, the tri-blend blend tees that are thin and light and kind of stretchy. I like those. Yeah. That's, that's all I want. I don't want anything else. I want to be like Mark Zuckerberg. Wear exactly the same shirt and pair of jeans every single day. Like that's what I want. Just all tri-blend shirts. 
every every single shirt just fine with it i don't need to wear anything else i don't i you know i i i i used to when i was really big you know i used to like the big boxy cotton tees you know for leg day yeah but i just don't i just don't look good in those anymore like i got a couple that are pretty cool now they're like they're still pretty cool but when i wear them i'm like ah i just kind of look like like it looks like i'm kind of fat (laughs) like like my shoulders are narrower, but the shirt still hangs like super wide, right? So I just don't like how they look on me anymore. My my body shape and and stuff is different now. I, I feel way better in just like kind of a real thin light tri blend shirt, you know. I'm hesitant to ever like I'll see a company that I like and I, I like a, a a YouTube channel or something. I'm like, oh, I want to buy their shirt, you know, support them. Plus, have that cool shirt. But I'm very hesitant to. Because you don't always know what you're going to get. And if mm-hmm. it's a shirt that you don't like, it's a shame. You know, you, First of all, you spent $30 or more on it. But second of all, it's like a material. And that's one of the reasons I haven't done shirts yet for the channel. I want to be positive that they're good shirts because that would be the worst. I would yeah. hate to have like crappy shirts that we were trying to sell, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes that happens. You get around to shirts and you're like, oh, these aren't quite as good of a shirt as the last round. But, yeah. you know, you still do your best to, you know. Yeah, I like the, you know, like the Bella Canvas stuff and like, you know. Those are good. You know, like those are always great. If companies just use like, you know, that type of shirt. Next level. That's a good one that you can get. Yeah, they have, a, they have a couple different models. There's yeah. a, like, you know, you know, yeah. Definitely. And you know what else is I, I used to love baseball tees. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I feel a little skinny in them now. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I like wearing them anymore. <laughs> I think it depends on the color. Because if you have like, if you have the, the, somebody was telling me this one time, and I think there's some truth to it. So white, like if you have the white sleeves, that will accentuate your arms with the, the black central part, you know, then your that's waist the looks only way to, That's exactly right. You do the opposite and you're screwing yourself, you know. <laughs> that's why baseball tees are hard because, you know, we go to order them and, and most of them come with a white body and colored sleeves. Yeah, they're not bodybuilders. Which, which is cool if you're not bloated from ramming food. Yeah. Right. But, you know, if you're a bodybuilder and you want to look good all the time and you eat a lot, you don't want a white body <laughs> shirt. You know, you want a black body shirt and white sleeves. Yeah. That's ideal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do we got here? Um, question for the next episode. Uh, I will do a two hour leg day or excuse me, leg workout and go straight into an eight hour shift uh going up and down stairs and never really sitting down other than for two five minute breaks to eat my legs have grown just fine the people scared of doing cardio post leg day or uh or scared of doing it in the morning are they uh are they the are they the ones that are doing it right um or are they just pussies well people do worry too much about all this stuff there's so one thing I deal with is, you know, a lot of times a client will be like, hey, you know, I have to train early tomorrow, so I don't know what to do. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you mean? And they're like, well, I have to get up and do my cardio and then eat my breakfast and then train all before nine o'clock. Yeah. And I'm like, no, just get up, eat your breakfast, go to the gym, train, do your cardio after your workout, and then get on with your day. Yeah. Like you have a life to live. That's completely fine. And so people are really, really worried about this stuff that is not 
big picture at all. And um, they're willing to like horribly inconvenience themselves hmm. to do things a certain way just because of like this dogma that's been pounded into them that they must do morning cardio. Um, it's like, yeah, if you like morning cardio, hit it. But if there's that one day that comes up where you're in a fucking bind, just, just do what you got to do. Yeah. Just train and do your cardio. Like, you cannot hesitate on that stuff. It is a waste of all of your energy to hesitate on it. Just do it. Yeah. You know? And um, I always say getting proper sleep, because like there's people that'll be like, I have to get up two hours extra early tomorrow because I have to do my cardio and then eat and then train. I'm like, no, no, your sleep trumps all that. Yeah. Trumps all that. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so as far as this guy, he's right. A lot of people are, well, I wouldn't use the word pussies. That's a little mean, but they're just, they're just like overly concerned. They're overly worried about, I can't do my cardio after my workout. That's catabolic. It's like, no, it's all big picture. You're not doing it chronically. You're not doing an hour. And then how many carbs and how many calories are you on? Like, unless your diet's really, really severe, you'd be completely fine. I did a horrendous amount of post-workout cardio and I never felt like I shrunk from it. You know, what's the most cardio you've ever had to do in a prep per day? I've done like little stints where I would like Aceto would sometimes say, hey, we have a rest day coming up. So let's go really low carbs and do two hours of easy cardio. Okay. Like really, yeah. you know, just steps, just step it out, low carbs and steps. And uh, but that wouldn't be like, a, hey, this month we're doing two hours of cardio. Right. You know, um, the most cardio I ever consistently did was with Chad Nichols. He had me doing 45 twice a day for like a little while, but it was okay. short. It was short. And I usually didn't go over an hour unless I was kind of like the end, maybe an hour and then like an easy 20 minute walk later in the day or something. Yeah. You know, like walk the dog for 20 minutes longer than normal. Yeah. You know, I feel like people are um, getting yeah. that more now, like like the, the walking the dog, getting steps in. Like People, I think, are more aware of the benefit of that it's versus really before it was like you always had to be on the treadmill to make it count, you know? Yeah, and, and um, uh, you know, like another thing, you know, people weren't taking that. Like I would have clients. I remember I had this one client. She was like, why don't you have me doing cardio? And I was like, because you're a nurse and you work 12-hour shifts and you're on your feet all fucking day. And you told me you get like 20,000 steps. And she was probably getting in shape too, right? So like, and she's like, "Oh, I just feel like I should be doing cardio at the gym." And I was like, "Well, you, like, we'll just let's just see, let's just see, you know?" Yeah. So, um, so there's there's all that sort of stuff. People kind of tied to things. They think there's these rules they have to follow, but yeah. But he's right. People are overly scared. You know, they're they're a little too worried. You can do anything for a short period of time. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like, you know what Dusty has said before, that the only the only way he could know what his limits are is by finding them, you know? And I yeah. think that we're probably talking to people here or in that situation, they just don't know, you know, and that they have yeah. that fear. But, like, you can do a lot. You can push your body real far before you actually lose muscle, you know? Yeah. And the good thing, this, this, uh, this question comes from someone who probably doesn't need to ever get on a treadmill. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know? Oh, this is just a comment. I had to put it up here because it was good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, smells like trend spirit. We should it, we should do a shirt for the show. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good That'd one. Be a good shirt. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so many questions this week. Um, always a good show, guys. Question for the next show. Um, have you ever dropped a client? 
because they just wouldn't get their intensity up to a decent level in the gym. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've just told people like, Hey man, like I really love helping people and I'd love to help you, but I just don't feel like I can really do much because you know, you like to train a certain way and that's cool. And it's really great exercise and you know, it's good that you're in here and it's going to be great for you to just keep doing that. But like, you know, if you're going to pay me money, you're going to have to like do this other stuff to get any gains. And like, you know what I mean? That sort of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, sometimes people are like, Oh yeah, I guess you're right. You know, but I mean, it does get to the point where, where you just don't have the time to be like, fuck in order to help this guy, I would literally have to go spend a bunch of time with him in the gym. And I just don't have time for that. Yeah. You know, and I don't like taking people's money. Like, I know there's trainers out there that have, you know, 200 clients and a hundred of them are terrible at check-ins and the money just keeps rolling in. Right. And I mean, Hey, I applaud their system, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, I, I just, yeah, I just can't, I just don't like doing that. You know, there's a couple people that I've like said, Hey, you know, like if your check-ins don't get like, like more regular, like I, I'm going to really start feeling bad about taking your money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's hard to keep track of what's going on too. Like if you don't check yeah. in for a few weeks and then you check in, I'm kind of like the analogy I always use is like if we were riding in the car and, and I took a nap and we're in a city that I don't know where we're at. And then all of a sudden I wake up and you're like, Hey, here, take the wheel. I don't know what direction to go. Cause I haven't been following along, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's exactly yeah. right. I, I know. feel that way too. Yeah. What about you? Have you like, like what, what's the last time you told a client like, Hey man, I just can't help you anymore. Uh, I've, I've had it a few times and, and you, you know, here's, here's the thing. So one area that I think I've changed in that respect is, and it was after talking to Skip Hill about this one time, cause you know, sometimes people are doing the best that they can and it may it like, and let's talk about like, even like following the diet, you know, I've had people that come back and they're like, Hey, so I did like 75% of what you asked on the diet, but then I also did this and this and this every day. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, are you wasting my time a little bit, you know, but maybe that's the best they're capable of. And the words that skipped used was, um, it's not my place to tell somebody that they're not capable of something. And if I were to shut that off, shut that possibility off and cut them off and tell them they couldn't do it, then they're definitely not going to rise to that level. So, yeah. so like yeah. I, I always try to keep that in mind with people too. And I do have a few people I work with that aren't, that aren't nailing it, you know, but, yeah. but that's my yeah. hope is like, well, you know what, they're doing the best they can. And if they can eventually get to that point, you know, we're all in our own place. That's what I tell myself. We're all in our own place. Yeah. I can't expect somebody that intensity thing though, in the gym is tough, man. Cause how, you know, like you said, without actually being there, without actually training. And even though I've, I've even done that, like I had a guy locally who just, he was a younger guy, great genetics. He had this crazy wide back, like, insane and he was like not even really eating right or he just like he just yeah. was lucky you know yeah and yeah. uh and if he could have trained hard like he could do so much and that's what he wanted was to be a bodybuilder and i brought him over to the house and we trained legs and we did 
we warmed up. We did like some uh, hamstring curls. We went on the the uh, the the excuse me the hack squat. And after we did like one all out set, like the look on his face was terrified. Like he did. He listened to me, and he actually completed the set. And he pushed himself, but the look I I was afraid. I was like, oh shit, he might leave right now. Like this this might be. He might walk out of here. <laughs> and he was like, I can't like. I can't believe you just made me do that. Like it just, and it, maybe it wasn't for him, you know? So, right. It's funny. I, uh, I have a client who's a really good friend of mine. He's been with me for a long time. And I remember when he first started sending me videos like 10 years ago. Yeah. He first sent me videos and like he had good form and he had, he was doing all the right exercises, you know, like I could tell he, he's watched blood and guts. <laughs> he, he, you know, like he's doing the, you know, good pull downs, good rows, you know, good movements, but you know, there was no failure in any of the sets. Yeah. They were all just like eight reps, eight reps, eight reps. And I was like, man, you just need to turn this up because he had a good, a good little build, you know? And I was like, you got to push this. And he's like, you think so? And I was like, just, yeah, like you got to push this. And the video started getting like where he'd hit failure and like hold tension. And then he just, you know, I get some forced rep videos where he's getting a spot and, you know, this starts starts to happen and, and here we are, you know, ten years later and he's, you know, won a couple of shows Hell and done yeah. really well at the pro qualifier level and he's like fucking, you know, doing like six, seven plates on the pendulum squat and Jesus. you know, like he's like a monster in the gym now, you know, like moving big weights, squatting six plates, like that sort of shit. And so it's really cool to just see like that's all I really did. Yeah. I just said, Man, you have to train harder. And that just like ignited this like chain reaction. And, you know, 10 years later, he's, you know, 250 pounds off season, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, just gotta like, you know, nothing happens without those last reps. And he wanted it, you know, that's what it sounds like. Like he wanted it. He just needed to be told like, Hey, you can do this. You know, you just reminded me of something I want to talk about. Yeah. There's been a lot of shows lately, right? So I've got a lot of, inquiries you know you know as how when a show ends everyone in that show now scrambles to find a new coach (laughs) yeah okay so i've gotten a lot of messages lately and i need to remind everyone it's not your coach's job to get you ripped that's your job it's your coach's job to help you make good decisions and guide you and give you the framework and do everything they can to help that process occur. But you have to do the work. Hmm. So when you message me and you say, yeah, I worked with so-and-so, but he just didn't get me ripped. And I'm like, that's funny. He had four other people in the show that had strided glutes. Hmm. So, you know, and, and, and he had a girl win the bikini and he had, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, your coach can only do so much. There are times when, yeah, your coach was terrible. I've heard some crazy stories about some big name coaches, like outright neglect. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like morning of the show, no response, no, nothing back, no menu for the day of the show, no water management, at, like no talk about anything, just like they forgot about them. Hmm. I've heard stories about some of the big name coaches doing that to people. Okay. So there's some grievous coaching going on out there yeah and then there's a lot of like scam artists who have no business helping someone get ready for a show for sure but 
But there's a lot of really well-intentioned coaches out there that love bodybuilding and a lot of their clients look great and you didn't look great working with them. And it doesn't mean that they're, that you need a new coach. Maybe you need to just communicate better with that coach. Hmm, yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there's some stuff you weren't, you know, on the same page about, maybe you need to train harder. Maybe you need to not skip cardio and not tell him. And maybe you need, like, there's all these factors. Like, I don't know, like you say that coach didn't get you ripped, but like, did you put everything you had into it every day, the whole prep too? So I don't know. I guess I don't really have anything to say about it. I mm-hmm. just want to like bring it up. Like when I get emails saying, oh, I worked with this coach and, you know, I just didn't get ripped. It's possible that that coach was just fucking terrible coach and did a terrible job with you. Right. I mean, I've seen that. Absolutely. I've seen guys. I've had people pull me aside and they're like, hey, man, can you look at me? And I have a look at them and I'm like, how many weeks out are you? And they go six. And I'm like, you look 12. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And my coach told me not to change anything and that I look mm. great. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's just terrible coaching. Right. Yeah. But, but there's other times when people, they're just, they're just off a bit and you know, they didn't communicate well. And anyways, you know what I'm trying to say? People like to blame the coach. People like to throw the coach under the bus. Yeah. Sometimes it's deserved. Sometimes it's very deserved. But other times it's like, hey, man, it's just you have to work harder. You have to have a better mental attitude, too. Hmm. Like the coach can only like I remember that I've told the story about the year Chris Aceto gave me shit. He was like, I'd love to I'd love to help you again, man. But it can't be like last prep. You were a fucking mess. I don't want to work with that guy. That was pretty cool that he could point that out and that he could see that, you know, he's like you did. You almost turned pro and you had like a horrible mindset and you were like, you know, not in a good spot and you didn't believe in yourself and you almost won. When we get him on the next time we we have Chris on the show, I want to ask him about like that Ron versus the the Ron that we all know. You know what I mean? I'd I'd be curious to hear his perspectives. Yeah, it was like the toughest. I'd been through like a huge breakup that year, right? So it was like a rough year. And I was just trying to like, you know, distract from everything by just get into this prep, right? Right. And I just didn't realize that that's how. And I, I, I know I don't remember being like negative, but I guess it was coming across like just little things like, you know, he said, I'd send him pictures and go, yeah, man, I don't know about these, yeah, you know, and, and that wasn't me. Yeah. Right. Normally I'm like, here's your picks, buddy. Let's fucking go. You know, like here's a picks. What do you want me to do? You know, like, I guess my tone was just the whole tone of the whole prep was just like negative and kind of worried. And, yeah. um, and you, you couldn't know, see the, it at the time, you know, like, I couldn't see you, it at yeah. the time, you know? So yeah, like your attitude is everything, man. Like, you know, all the stuff going on in your brain with your own brain chemistry and all that shit, your coach can't fix or correct that stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah you, the coach has a lot of experience, hopefully, ideally, you know, like yeah. you can say that as a coach, if you've been doing it for a decade, you've literally seen thousands of people get into shape, you know, at that point. And that means that, you know, you've got experience and you can see the things that generally are going to, you can see how to get the results you want, but it doesn't always mean like if, like you were saying, if somebody's a little bit off, you know, part of it might be do it again with them because they're going to learn too. You know, I mean, yeah. I've seen that where, yeah. especially like, like you do one show and you get feedback that could be, yeah. that could be all it takes then to make some tweaks and then do it again at that next show. I, and guess I, what? If yeah. the season doesn't work out and you weren't happy with those calls, then then maybe it's time after that, you know? I, I remember working with one guy and we did the first show and he was flat. 
like surprised just flat i was like fuck i just i was just shocked and i was really pissed off that he was flat yeah you know i was just really pissed off but he still got like second i think so he he qualified for the next show which was like a couple weeks later and then uh went into that show he won the overall okay at the higher level yeah right so he went from second in his class like three weeks later was overall winner and beat the guy that beat him because he wasn't at his best the other guy was yeah and then i was like you know and i remember he was upset he's like man and i'm like uh you were just flat man like you know and uh i said it's gonna happen to everybody eventually you know and came at the next show and fucking nice and full and shredded and won the overall that's redemption that's nice i remember driving home from that show like fuck yeah you know so yeah you know you're gonna run into snags and and there's lots of factors man you know, part of those factors too are, you know, maybe he got four other people into really good shape, but didn't get you into good shape. Part of it is like our own limitations as human beings and what we're capable of. I used to, I feel like years ago, I used to be more critical. If I saw somebody on stage that wasn't absolutely peeled, I'd think to myself, even I might not say, I probably wouldn't say it to anybody, but I'd think to myself, oh, I could have done a better job than that. But now I recognize like, hey, that might have yeah. been. They might have had to do a lot to get to that point. You know, they might have really been scraping to make that happen. Yep. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. You know. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Oh, yeah. This one. You commented on this, too. You responded on uh, YouTube with this one. Kevin 21 says, I work out from home, which I love. Uh, It's just me, my music, the weights. However, I only have free weights. Listening to you guys speak so fondly about particular brands uh, of types of machines, uh, am I leaving gains on the table by not using machines? No, there's 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 so much you can do and everything you need need to do. You you know what I mean? Like, I mean, unless he has no leg machine access at all, that's pretty difficult. Yeah, legs. You know, you know that's. Squats, squats and stiff-legged deadlifts are pretty much all you got without many machines. You know what I mean? Unless you're rigging up dumbbell leg curls or kind of funny, you know, weird exercises. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I find machines are – how do I put this? We know now that a lot of barbell exercises, like especially barbell pressing – aren't the best on your joints. Yeah. Like the move, like the movement patterns aren't the best. Right. So, you know, we get a lot of stuff wear and tear shoulders, elbows, that sort of stuff from benching and stuff. Cause of how things line up. Um, dumbbells are a lot more favorable, I think, you know, um, but a lot of machines are made with really great arcs of movement now. And there's like, everything's lining up really well. So there's like sort of that sort of stuff I think is, is great for, you know, what bodybuilders are doing so that it's nice to have machines. Obviously it's nice to have options. It's nice to have variety. You know, remember Scott, no one wants to eat the same thing every night. <laughs> Unless it's pizza with a knife and a fork. <laughs> so yeah, you just got to do what you got to do. Like, I don't know if I had a home gym and I had some space, there'd be, you know, dumbbells, some cable pulleys, a squat rack, and then, if there's any room, it's leg or back equipment. Yep. You know. That's all I have is I have the hack squat. I mean, for machines, I have hack squat, leg press, extension, curl, 
and then I have my pull down and I have a, a selector I, or a chest press, a converging chest press. Nice. I'd love to squeeze one back machine in there. Yeah. Um, but really it was the, the leg equipment and I've got a rack too and dumbbells, but it's like the leg equipment. That's my, and you know where it is, is like, if my back is feeling off, it's like, that's the problem. That's machines are nice. Like if you have a, a tweak or something, you know, and yeah. it's like, oh, I can't really do a bent over barbell row, but I could do a machine, you know, row. I remember there was a period of time where I couldn't dumbbell press because my hip really hurt to oh, kick up dumbbells. Yeah. And it didn't even bother me on leg day. It was this weird thing huh. where it like fucking hurt to kick up dumbbells. Like I felt like there was something wrong with my hip. Yeah. And yeah. so I just said, fuck, I just won't do dumbbell press for a while. And then I remember when I went back to them, I was so weak at them. I lost like 20 pounds of dumbbell, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, when you, when you don't do dumbbell press for a while and then you just pick up heavy dumbbells. Yes. Like, holy fuck. Like you used to just grab one twenties and throw them up on my lap one at a time, like nothing. And then you don't touch them for a while and you get them off the rack and you're like, Whoa, Whoa. I'm getting you back know? into dumbbell again. I'm, yeah. I'm getting stronger again. And I, I got up to the one Oh fives this week for like nice. some solid reps too. I got like seven reps nice. and they were all strong, but yeah, man, the picking up a dumbbell is like one of the most incredible feats you can do like outside of training, you know, when you've got like a yeah, one twenty yeah, yeah. in your hand and then you got to pick up another one and walk, you know, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get our we get our man exercise. Yeah. All right. We got a bunch more here still. Um, I've uh, see. Um, I'm actually the opposite of the limb dominant guy. I'm pretty torso dominant. Chest uh, should uh, dominant. Chest should back grow easily, uh, but arms and legs grow slower. Um, they still grow, but definitely not at the same rate. Any tips? So he's got a strong back and chest. There's nothing to complain about there, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, I don't know. I, it's hard to prescribe what to do. I'm. I mean, you need to do more, right? Yeah. That's a. I can't remember who said it the other day. They're like, you just need to do more. Like whether it be more intensity, more weight, more hard sets, more. You know, you need more. Technically, more volume, but that can come in the in like an effort way too. Like, you know, volume isn't just numbers of sets; it's also like how much is in those sets. You know, sure. Are you taking all those sets to failure? Are you leaving two reps on the table every single time you train? You know, because if you look at if you think about volume, like let's say you do 100 pounds for 10 reps, right? That's a thousand pounds of volume technically, right? If you leave two reps off the table, it's only 800 pounds of volume. Yeah. And if you do 10 sets, that's 2,000 pounds of volume that you're not doing. Hmm. So just by pushing out an extra rep, like that effort rep on every set, you can add like 1,000 pounds of volume to your workout without adding any sets, you know? And yeah. that's just, let's say you had someone that wasn't quite training to failure and they can maybe get one more rep on every set. Right. So you can think about in terms of like, how can I get more volume? It's not just more sets. It's think of the other things, the other things that, you know, you know, sometimes you got to sometimes I think of the math equation just just to give me like perspective. How about this? I got a, a completely different take. I wonder how much body fat he has, because when you're when you're heavier, your arms are always going to look smaller, but get down to like, you know, six percent. 
And then your arms look dramatically bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, who knows how much he's got on his torso. And men usually hold more of their body fat on their torso around their abdomen and back and stuff. So, you know, I mean, I've seen I've seen it where guys, their arms and legs are like, okay, and then you diet them down. And you're like, oh, his arms and legs are actually pretty fucking good now. Oh, yeah. His waist is like 10 inches smaller. Right, right. You know? It's yeah, proportions, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder. I wonder about that one. Um, all right. We've got like five more here. Um, we're killing it. I know, man. We're just ripping through these things. Um, is, hey, Scott, is it possible for someone to go the whole prep without using Tren or is Tren mandatory and substitutes for trend. What do you think? He's asking you, Scott. Oh, uh, I'm going to say you don't need trend. You definitely, you don't need trend that you can get absolutely peeled. In fact, you can win a pro card without using trend. I can say that much with absolute certainty. In fact, absolutely. And I will also say that you can place top three at a pro show without being on trend. I know that for a fact. Check this guy out. This guy this guy did not use trend. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that was like 300 mast, 400 test. That was it. Yeah. You know, classic guy. I've, I've helped a lot of classic guys on barely any gear. Yeah. You so know, I helped, I helped a classic guy that was like on 250 test and 400 master on. That was his whole stack. Boom. Fucking crazy. What about, what about a guy? Cause then I think people are probably going to say, well, what about if I'm like, you know, 260? What, what do you mean? Like, like, do you have to, you know, okay, well, no. he's small, you know? Yeah, no, you don't have to use trend. I did lots of shows before trend came around. <laughs> I won, I won show. I won an overall at a tough show. I was 244 ripped with no trend. Huh. You know, I was just on test. That was my poverty prep. The one oh, I was going yeah. To college. Yeah, yeah. I was test five, 500 to 750 at the end. Test a week. Yeah. They can, Nolv- yeah. Nolvadex tab. That was it. And, <laughs> And and no trend and you know, it's people trend is is um very effective drug but it's yeah. it's been given way too much credit yeah um it fucking works but it, it, you can't just you can't just fix everything with trend man I'd agree you know because here's one for you Ron because you mentioned you're going to North Americans so I, we have to understand that not everybody who watches the show is like you know hardcore competitive bodybuilding fan Ron. What's the NPC North Americans? Well, it's actually the IFBB North Americans, I think. It not, is it? Yeah, I mean okay. it's uh, it's a you know the same like, yeah. but I think it's technically got the IFBB on the poster and not the NPC because it's international show. Really? Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that. like the international shows are IFBB and the the American shows are NPC. Okay, but the North Americans is Canada and Mexico as well. So it's technically an international show, um, but it's in Pittsburgh every year. Gary Udit uh, operates it. A great promoter, great show, huge show. It's ballooned up. It starts Wednesday now yeah. and runs all the way to Saturday. Or I can't. It's fucking huge, but it's an awesome show. Um, great athletes. You see people from you know several different countries wandering around there, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's great. It's always like one of those all-inclusive shows where everything happens in the same hotel. I love that. I like that hotel, too. I just like that whole setup. It's a great show. So um, I'm actually not going to the North Americans now. Oh, no kidding. That sucks. Yeah. 
So um, my client was going to hop into the North Americans. Yeah. And because he was getting in really great shape and he's like, fuck, you know, let's hop in North Americans. But when he went to register, he found out that technically he's not qualified for that show because the overall that he won was like, you know, X while ago and they changed the calendar Uh, year because it used to be like a full calendar year. And now it's, I don't know, some technicality. Dang. So the only pro qualifier he can do this year is the Canadian Nationals in October. Okay. Which is nine, it was his under nine weeks away. So instead of being four weeks out, he's now nine weeks out. Just more time to get better. Yeah. It's only five more weeks. Yeah. And I know that sounds like a lot, but when you're dieting hard and you're, you're four weeks out, all of a sudden having an extra five weeks is like, oh, I got fucking tons of time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we're actually looking at Toronto now um, in okay. October. Yeah. So the Canadian so, Nationals, that's in Toronto, you're saying? Yeah. They used to move that show around all the time, but now with the new system, they just have Nationals in Toronto every year. It's it's easy for everyone. Gotcha. It's right by the airport. They have it in like an airport hotel, so the whole thing just occurs right there. It's just so, so simple. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, got one for me. Who started the Think Big channel, and how did you, you all go. get hooked up with each other? I don't remember. You tell the story, Scott. I don't even remember. It's all been a blur. Uh, we did a podcast a before blur. this. We it was called Advices Radio, and it was oh, this is back in the day before they had video podcasts. They used to have uh, this thing. It was called just I, audio. Yeah, it was just audio. They had them on your on your iPhone um, or your you know whatever. But uh, yeah, so. That started in like 2016, and I did a show before that. But Advices Radio was, you know, you know what it was, Ron, is that I was a coach and I listened like a local coach. I just helped a lot of guys that were all competitors here in Detroit, and uh, a lot of I got a lot of men's physique guys at the time. Like at the time, men's early on in men's physique, they didn't know how to diet. Ron, they were like, they thought they had to do something special or different, or we don't want to, something to be different than bodybuilders. And I was like, you know, fuck that. We're going to diet you just like we diet a bodybuilder. They'd come in yep. peeled and they'd just smoke. So it was, it was a good thing. And I did well with it, but I listened to a lot of podcasts, including like listening to you on all bull radio. And, oh. uh, and, and you know what? I learned a lot and, and I thought to myself, you know what? I, I, and I started doing a podcast with my friend VJ uh, bodybuilding nerds radio and Loved we it. thank you and we we reviewed other podcasts and and, and that we was had my favorite part it was just like it was a fun show you know and we actually ran that all the way up until last year vj was done he had enough but um i couldn't do interviews i wanted to do interviews and talk to people and educate myself and kind of put out the type of education that i enjoyed so i started advices radio and you know over time it, it evolved and grew and then I wanted to go to YouTube, but the term advices radio, some of you guys probably don't even know what the word advices means, like Ron does, you know, but it, it wasn't like as catchy. We needed something that was going to be like, it was going to stick. When you saw it, you knew exactly what we're talking about. Think big bodybuilding media, you know? So, so I, I changed the name, which it was a big, it was a scary thing to do because we had a big following and advices on the audio channel. And it was very humbling to then Dude, I did an interview with Brandon Curry. Like it was like a week out from the Olympia where he was poised to win after he won the Arnold. 
And I posted that, went to the Olympia, and that show got like 200 views. Swear to God. Like literally 200 views on YouTube. So uh, it was a process of rebuilding. And now, you know, now we're doing all right. I'm happy with 18K. Like, you know, we don't have like a huge channel, but I think the people we have are people that really love, like these are the people that really love bodybuilding. You know, they're. Well, the, the, the funny thing is, is our numbers don't map onto my reality. What do you mean? Like, everywhere I go, people mention the show. That's so cool, man. So I feel like we have millions of viewers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was in the grocery store the other day. Okay. And this guy goes, hey, you're Ron, right? And I go, yeah. And I thought he was going to mention the fucking gym. Yeah, that of course. I own in the neighborhood. Right. And he goes, oh, I listen to your podcast. Hell yeah. That's cool. And I was like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, I have to come and check out your gym. He goes, I, you know, I actually trained at this little fitness center over here. I'm going to come check you out. So like this funny stuff like that, you know? And uh, do you remember I told the story about the listener that was walking across the parking lot? And female listener? Pointed, yeah. Yeah. Female listener. And she goes, I'm listening to you right now. I was at the Van Pro and she was volunteering backstage. Oh, no kidding. She comes up. She's like, hey, I'm the girl that was on the headset in the Home Depot parking lot. You know, it's like when we're at the mutant booth. Yeah. And then guys come up and they're like, I listen to the show, you know, like it's just cool that, that we see that all the time, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wish I could have gotten to the Arnold to hang out with you guys and see that for myself. Next Arnold, I, I will be there. There's no question. I know. I know. It was a lot of fun, man. The Arnold was good. All right. We you got know. like a couple more here. Let's power through these. Oh, and I liked this one from a coaching perspective. He says, um, do uh, do modern phones like the iPhone make it difficult to assess a physique in terms of check-ins since they automatically alter the image to make them look better? <laughs> Details tend to be lost, washed, smoothed out. Have you seen that? They have like like the the phone has a filter on it basically now. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Every time you take a picture. I think you can undo it. Like there's a button that you can use to to not filter it. But there's like a filter to just smooth everything out, make you look prettier every time you take a picture. And that's going to translate too to when somebody shoots a picture yeah. uh, for check-ins. I, um, yeah, I mean, you just do what you can. I mean, I'd rather the pictures aren't perfect. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather you get someone looking great in okay lighting. Yeah. You know, like I want the lighting to be good enough that I know what we're doing, yeah. but I don't want, I don't want the lighting to like make you look crazy better than you do. You know, like that's the worst the King, like the King Kamali kitchen pictures, you know? Right. You know, the famous ones where everyone's like, Oh my God, he's going to win the Arnold. And then he'd like show up and, you know, and, and he, you know, he, he looked good, but it was, just wasn't like the kitchen, you know? Yeah. And, um, or those pictures, you know, you get like certain people take pictures like outside on their deck and they just look fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, I'm not sure if I want the greatest pictures all the time. I just want to, you know, I want good pictures. I don't yeah. know. It's like Jack White. I want my guitar to be a struggle to play. <laughs> you know, you go, so I didn't that's know he why said he plays that. cheap guitars. Yeah, he plays cheap guitars and fixes up broken guitars and. He likes huh. things to be less than perfect. No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. It's very Detroit. That's that's the way we roll Detroit. here. Yeah. 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 He wants to feel that car when he's driving it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, yeah. Before power steering, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No power steering for Jack White on the guitar. All right. I think, is that all of them? I might have... uh, Yeah, I think that's... I think that's it. I, I do want to say, too, though, um, there were so many questions. If we ever miss your questions, guys, it's not intentional. We're not like, hey, Ron, let's not take this guy's question. That, yeah, that, there's no planning or discussion. Yeah, it, it's me trying to just randomly grab everything together about 30 seconds before we start the show. And uh, and then we, we try to answer them all. But sometimes we get you know lost in conversation, too. So that happens. I just want to throw that out there. That if we don't take your question and you want us to, to take it, then post it on the next show, too, when, when that comes out. We'll get to it. <laughs> we will. We will try to get to it. Yeah, we can't promise, no. but we will try again. We can't promise. After failing okay. the first time. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it. Remember the, that Mutant supports the show and uh, sponsors It's Just Bodybuilding, and they do it uh, purposely in a very non-invasive way. They don't make us do a bunch of stuff. They just want to support the show, and, and uh, obviously Dusty and I have a great relationship, and now Scott has a relationship with them too. And, Absolutely. Uh, um, and they're, they're, they're uh, helping the show out, and they just want us to – to do our thing and they love what we're doing. So, so remember, you know, I am mutant.com. Anyone in North America can go on the I am mutant.com website and direct order their stuff. You can use the code Ron, big Ron 20, big Ron 20 or dusty 20. If we didn't have want. to mention the dusty code. He's not even I here. Just, just, I know, I know. <laughs> I just, there's, you know how we do things. We do certain things for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I know. Assuming he comes back, you know, (laughs) assuming he comes back. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Like if he doesn't come back, I'll see how much money's in his code account. And if I get it transferred over to us. Yeah. Get that worked out. See if we can, you know, (laughs) see what happens. If Dusty's dead, who gets his uh, code rewards? (laughs) I think they should just transfer over to us. Yeah. It makes sense. Total sense. Okay. Okay. So uh, remember everybody like share, subscribe, and comment and ring the bell ring the bell and comment with questions for the next episode comment with questions for the next episode yes it was great and it uh, looks like i'm doing a big story box this week <laughs> like i'll i'll be on my instagram answering stories for the next two days <laughs> so uh that's fine i don't mind all right good i'm glad so. that it worked out you cracked the code so yeah yeah you just got to tell people make them dumb yeah make them crazy you know, silly questions will get answered first. Okay, remember everybody, it's just bodybuilding.